Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open radio conversation. Well, there are hundreds of, not thousands of, you know, business, sales, and, and motivational type self-help books that that are designed to motivate you. Um, but 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 what ultimately does motivate you to do better, to do better? You know, as a as a father, to do better as a as a husband, as a brother, as a sister, as a wife, as a boss, as an employee. You know, what drives you? What do you What do you live for? Who is your audience? Who is your audience of one? Is God your motivation for doing well in your life? Well, if if God's not your audience of one, then then who are or, or what is calling the shots? I mean, some will say, well, to win, just, just to win at whatever it is you're doing, or to compete, to, to have fun. You know, what, what, you know, whatever gives me joy, that, 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 that's what motivates me. To, to make friends, or, you know, let's be honest, to, to make money, um, to be successful, uh, to become famous. These, these are some of the motivations well, none of these are necessarily, you know, bad in and of themselves, but, but I would suggest that you, you write down who your, who your audience is. You know, you think about it, think about who you're living for and why you're doing what you're doing. And, and I think one of the reasons why so many people are unsatisfied with life is because they don't know who they're living for. They're just randomly opening up the door and walking through and they just go off to their job or their work and they don't, don't really have any idea why they're doing it. I mean, do, do you realize that, you know, Augustine, St. Augustine, I mean, he was right when he said that what you, that what you love most is your God. And that means the, the thing that it is that you take the most pride, passion, joy, um, you know, really that that's your God. And, and if, and if you're doing something and, and God is not your, your object of your affections or your audience, then, then you have to ask yourself, is this a good thing for me to go to, to be doing as, as a believer? You know, sometimes I, when, I, when I, I've said audience of one for so many years now, I, we, we just call it AO1. You know, do, do I have the right AO1? Am I really thinking about, you know, and for me that means, you know, am I, am I focused on glorifying God? I mean, if we're honest, some people might answer, you know, and say, well, my, my motivation's myself, you know, to, to feel good about me, um, to look good in front of others, to, to prove myself to others, you know, to, to increase my self-esteem and to gain the respect and admiration of others and, you know, to, to meet expectations. You know, we, we all want to meet the expectations maybe of our parents or siblings or, you know, competition. You know, we want to feel value and, and feel worth in the things that we're doing. 
And obviously, you know, performance has something to, to do with that and our identity. Well, in, in some sense, the, you know, these are real answers and, and the real purposes for, for which many of us, um, you know, play this, this game of life. But, but if these audiences that we play for, um, are, 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 can we ever really succeed? Can we ever really find contentment in that? I mean, unfortunately, those who we love, you know, the the most place the most expectations on us as well, and the most pressure and the most disappointment. And, and it's these audience that actually let us down, um, and and we reciprocate that. You know, I know for me, unfortunately, one of the the greatest highlights is watching my my kids play sports, and and after the game, no matter how well you know they do, they're still a little bit nervous. How did I think about their performance? Because they're, they're concerned about, you know, the audience of me. Well, so many people are, are shattered by their failures, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't want my kids thinking, you know, that just because they, they fumbled or didn't get the game winning hit that, you know, I don't love them anymore or that somehow I don't value them as much because of a sports performance. You know, God's not like that. That's why I kind of always am a little uncomfortable with the idea of praying, you know, about games, before games. It's like, you know, I don't think God really cares. God might want you to lose. Did you ever think about that? That might be the best thing for your character, which is what God's concerned about, is for you to lose, for you to be humiliated, for you to be shamed, for you to cost the team the game. Who's ever prayed that before the game? Lord, build me up today. I want to not close this business deal. I want to fail in my business. Um, I want to move across the country and lose my house. Well, some of the best stories come from things like that. Well, let's simplify your life by, by directing your purpose towards one audience. Not, not everybody. You can't please everybody. It's impossible to please everybody. And if character is defined by doing what is, what is right when nobody is looking, then your character, your success, and your worth is defined by pleasing the only one who can see everything that you're doing when nobody else is looking, and that's God, the audience of one. Audience of one simply means this. Who do you live for? An audience is a group of people who participate by, you know, by reading, listening, and watching others' activities. Well, who is the one that motivates or drives you to perform? Traditionally, we perform on stage or in plays or musicals. We, we showcase artwork at showings and athletes entertain audience, audiences and, you know, either live or on TV. Well, the audience of one is the concept of individual attention and direction. Who is that person for whom you labor? Well, I hope your audience of one is the Lord God Almighty himself. And as I mentioned before, I'm a husband, a father, a brother, a pastor, I'm a coach, I'm a boss, and, and more. And I'm definitely motivated and driven by my, my many different hats that I wear. And, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm accountable to my wife and to my children to provide a, a good home and, a, and, and to be a good model of character. And, and I carry the weight of leading an organization, you know, of 125 employees and 500 students and another thousand you know, people of parents and siblings, but I can reduce that all down to a list of just one. 
Maybe I can explain it this way. The, the famous Chicago Bears running back, Gail Sayers, he, he had a movie that was pretty, pretty famous about his relationship with his best friend, Brian Piccolo. And the, the movie's name was Brian's Song. But it was an adaptation from Gail Sayers' autobiography called I Am Third. In I Am Third, Gail Sayers places God first, family second, family and friends second, and himself third. And I agree with, with Gail Sayers that, that God must be first. He is our audience of one. And, and more importantly, maybe even, is that Gail understood that he was not the center of the universe. He wasn't even second. That his family and his friends, other people were more important than him. See, God owns you, and he's the creator of the universe. He is your creator. He's purchased you with the price through the blood of Christ, and he is the potter, and we're just the vessel. In the movie Chariots of Fire, Erica Little makes the following statement to his sister. God made me for a purpose. He made me to minister to China. But he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. See, the gold medalist winning Eric Liddell's audience was God. It was God, and, and, and he was challenged by this. He actually chose to honor God by sitting out his key race in the Olympics, which was held on Sunday. And, and Eric Liddell had a, had a strong Christian conviction that there shouldn't be any sports on Sunday, on the Sabbath, and so he wouldn't run. He, he didn't run in order to please his countrymen. He didn't run in order to please the world. He ran in order to please his audience of one, his God. And so he felt that would dishonor his God by running on Sunday, so he refused. And in so doing, they actually gave him a different race to run, and God honored him in that race, and Eric Liddell actually won his gold medal in a race that he normally didn't even compete in. By the way, my son's name is Caleb Liddell Jamie, named after this this man. Well, another famous uh, person is Mark Twain, and and, and Mark Twain once said, work is a necessary evil to be avoided. Although there may be days when we feel like he got that right. Work is a necessary evil to be avoided. We know that, um, that God has a different uh, mentality. Um, you, know, you know, we can't avoid work. Work is something that we do every day. And, um, and so... We have to look at work more like as a, as a stewardship, um, where we look at work as something, as something that we can honor God with. And so what a sad thing for us to think that work needs to be avoided when it's something that we're going to have to do every day. And, and I think that this is the source of a, of a lot of people's misery is they don't realize, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you can give God glory and honor in, in that, in that your, your audience See, the cool thing is in sports is people are actually paying you to watch you work. See, nobody pays you to watch you, you know, be an engineer. Nobody pays you to watch you dig a hole. Nobody pays you to, you know, watch you, you know, work under the house and plumbing. It's fascinating, um, but people don't pay you. You have no audience. And I think that's where some, some discomfort comes. But you know what? How we honor God as our AO1 is, is important. You know, we, we, we need to believe that all work is legitimately holy and um, before God. And, 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 and be honest and just in your dealings. And if you do that, then you will be pleasing your audience. 
Um, be be prayerfully dependent upon God in in your your work, knowing and realizing that hey, we 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 rely on God. This is one of the things that we miss is not being farmers. See, you can toil, you can plant, you can do all the hard work, and then what? You got to have the right rain, not just rain, because you can't have too much rain. That'll wipe out your crop. Not too much sun, the right amount. So there's a huge reliance upon God. Well, we don't tend to think that way in our normal day-to-day jobs, but we need to. And so when we come back, we'll, we'll look more at audience of one. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Who is it that you live for? Yourself, your family, your your boss, your audience? Well, who is your audience? Today we're talking about AO1, the audience of one, the only audience that matters, and that audience is the Lord God Almighty himself. We've been talking about some of the ways that, that we, we practically live for God. And, you know, one of the things that we've kind of lost sight of is, is in our work. You know, there used to be this old Puritan work ethic, right? The Puritan work ethic. And so, you know what? You carved, you made the best bench. You sewed up the best quilt to, to honor God, to glorify God. So it wasn't just that it was just a, you know, a, a product, a good product, a top quality product. No, it was, you, you had an audience and, you know, when you made that, you could be, you know, be um, proud of the fact that you designed and you crafted something that your God would be proud of. Imagine that if you went off to work every day and, and, and you thought of your work that way. Do you think you might find a new joy, a, a new source of contentment if your audience was one, was the Lord God Almighty himself? Have you ever thought that maybe through your performance at work that you might be a, a light to the world, that people may see your good works and give glory to God because of what you did? Well, that's the idea behind Matthew 5. Or that to understand that we're ambassadors for Christ? Well, how are we ambassadors? It's not always by just preaching and proclaiming the gospel. How, how do we love our neighbor? How do we show love for our neighbor and the way we interact with our, our colleagues? Well, all of this has to do with who our real audience is, which is beginning with God. And the, and the Bible is very clear, very clear about some of these concepts. And, and, and it starts with, our God is, is a jealous God. He's jealous for his affections. Um, he wants us to, 
to wholly, wholeheartedly love him. This is why the idea behind St. Augustine and that which you love most is your God. When, when these idols of the heart start taking your attention and your love away from the Lord God himself, then that becomes a distraction. And so it makes me sad when people, you know, think that, you know, carving a, a, a an image made out of wood or stone is, is, is a value. But what makes my heart even more broken is like when people idolize other people, like, like athletes or musicians or actors. And that that's just so dangerous. It, it, they're just people. I mean, we understand that, right? I enjoy watching, you know, football with the rest of them, but you know, I, I don't put these people on a pedestal, you know, to be honest, I don't want to know anything about their personal life because I'm probably going to be very disappointed in them. I mean, for starts, they're probably denying that God exists by not being a Christian. Well, that's not a good start. And then if by some miracle they do proclaim Christ, well, then I hope that their their integrity is is in standing, especially since they're under the microscope. And believe me, I wouldn't want reporters and news cameras, you know, watching every little step that I make. You know, did I handle my interaction with the cashier at Fred Meyer the right way, or was I snippy? Was I moody? Um, so believe me when I when I say I I don't mean to be critical of you know Christians that are under the the microscope, but it, it's um they're they're not somebody that we should be idolizing. God made us, and He made us for a purpose, and and we must not ever forget that, and that is to glorify Him. It's the first catechism in every catechism, right? And so we see in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Do it for your audience of one. Imagine that you're in the middle of the Colosseum and whatever it is you're doing, if you're, you know, baking a cake or if you're, you know, mending a fence or if you're, you know, writing a paper or whatever it is that you do, everybody's watching. Would you do it differently? Well, what if it was just God watching? Well, he is. He sees everything. One of the interesting verses, uh, you know, that in the Bible that I find is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, where it says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Isn't it weird to think, but maybe my heroes, you know, David, Moses, Paul, maybe they are watching me. Maybe I am in the middle of the Colosseum. And there's this great cloud of witnesses of the heroes of the faith, you know, Brother Joseph and, you know, Adam. I mean, just imagine all these biblical figures and they're all sitting there in this great cloud of witnesses watching me. And am I laying aside these, these encumbrances of sin, knowing that they're, they're watching Knowing that my God is watching, I mean, we see these passages like in Colossians three twenty three that we're called to work as unto the Lord, not as unto man. So, so in that, whatever you do, work heartily, work heartily, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance of your reward. You, you might work for some pretty crummy people. They never praise you. They never thank you. They never give you a raise. They, they, you know, don't, you know don't really give you that inheritance. They, they muzzle the ox, right? Well, guess what? You don't work for them. You work for the audience of one. And we're called to obey our leaders. First Peter 
218. Um, be you know subject to your masters with all respect. It, it's it's not about your employers. It's not about your competition. It's it's about how and what you do before the Lord that honors Him. One of the things we've we've tried to instill at at Rainier Christian Schools is is the Mustang way. We're 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 Rainier Christian Mustangs. That's our nickname. So. So what are we about? What's 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 our way? Remember in uh, Princess Bride, you know, hey, when when the guy comes, you know, kill him your way. What is my way? You know, stand behind the rock, and when you see his head, crush him with the boulder. Right? Well, what what is the Mustang way? Well, in brief, it's it's an audience of one. Everything that we do, we're we're to understand that we're here to to honor and glorify God, and so our our five core pillow, pillars. Um, are the central theme at Rainier Christian. And uh, what, what does that mean? It means the Mustang way in its, in its fundamental is five Fs. It's, it's, we're about faith. We're about fundamentals. We're about fellowship. We're about fun. And we're about the finances. We, we have a, a, a pyramid, a pyramid of success that, that begins with the, the base and the foundation of that pyramid is, is, is to be Christ-centered and biblically obedient Christ-centered, that means we, we're Christ-centered, but we, we not just, you know, look at Scripture. We use it. We apply it. It supports all our mottos and all our themes through, through, throughout our period. Our, our five core building blocks, the five Fs, begins with faith. You know, we are distinctly a Christian school. We're, this is a spiritual endeavor. We are a ministry. You know, the, the fundamentals are the basic fundamental academics of education, which are also uh, biblically integrated. There's a biblical Christian component there. Our fellowship, it's not just a, a community, it's a fellowship, it's a Christian community. And then the fun aspect, which isn't just to be goofy and silly, but to have an amazing experience for the people who attend our school, a spiritual experience included in the educational experience. And then within our finances, to be a, a place that's affordable for everybody to be able to attend. We, 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 we can't just be an elitist school that only five people in the town can, can, can afford to, to go to. Well, the next level of our pyramid is, is, is our belief system, which includes our, our mission statement. Our mission statement is to, to educate and develop the whole person. Why? For the glory of God, the audience of one. Our vision statement is to be a place of excellence that produces students of excellence who serve God with excellence. Why? God, God is our audience. We're, we're going to try to do better, first and foremost, for God, to be excellent for Him. And then our purpose is to lead people to a relationship with God through the grace of Jesus Christ. So we're not just a school. We're not just a ministry. We, we have a, a point and a purpose to lead people to Christ. And so like any other organization, you know, we, we have outcomes. We're going to be judged by our performance, spiritually, academically, and economically. And so we strive to do better, to please our audience of one. So this is how it, it gets practically applied even at a, at a Christian school. You know, I, I, I've been blessed to have people around me who've, who've helped direct me um, towards my true audience. And, 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 you know, I, I was, I was, it was sad for me to end my baseball career really only playing one season where I really felt that I had my arms wrapped around playing baseball for God's glory. All the other years were spent playing the sport for me, for my pride, for my arrogance, for my bragging rights. 
And so whatever it is that you do, whether it's sports, recreationally, or you know, if you're on a team, or if it's your business or work, learn how to do that for God's glory and honor. And I promise you that you will have a new joy and excitement um, that, that, that'll just, it'll, it'll make you happy. There are many diversions that cloud our judgment, but don't ever forget that the eye of the Lord is ever upon us and we live for our audience of one, whether we confess it or not. So think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.